You're listening to Closer Look. Here's Susan Miller. Enjoying an extra bountiful garden is always a treat. But don't you hate to see that extra food go to waste when you've got more than you can use or share with family and friends? If only there was a way to get it to people who would welcome it instead of watching it go to waste. Well, my guest today is Gary Oppenheimer, founder and executive director of AmpleHarvest.org, an organization that helps connect backyard and community gardeners to their local designated food pantries across the country. Okay, I'll bite. So how did you go from seeing things that needed to be fixed in the computer world to helping people figure out what to do with extra food? Well, that's a great question. And by the way, it's not so much I saw things need to be fixed. I saw things that need to be connected. The food part started my childhood. The fussy eater and my parents and grandparents were always saying, finish what's on your plate. Kids are starving in Europe, which never made sense to me. Still doesn't. But at least I was inculcated at an early age with you don't waste food. But I've also been always personally focused on not wasting resources. You don't waste time, money, food, emotions, energy. You conserve and make the best use of what you have. So thanks to some good upbringing, you had the heart to not want to see food wasted. Well, how exactly did you come up with a solution or, as you said, a connection to solve that problem? I have a large garden. And I was growing a lot of food, bringing in ultimately more than we could use. I knew that there was a battered woman's shelter in my town. And I called up the woman who ran it. And I said, I have this extra food. Would you like to have it? And she said, yes. I go there, two shopping bags of fresh produce. And a lovely lady answers the door, one of the people who's living at the shelter. And she thanks me profusely. And as I'm walking away, she said, now we can have fresh food. That struck me as something kind of interesting. And I'd never heard that before. The following year, 2008, again, my garden is being as productive as ever. I went back to the same place. Same lady answers the door, graciously and gratefully accepts these bags of food and says the exact same thing again. It's great. Now we can have fresh food. It was an eye-opener to me about the fact that, at least in this place, the women who were living there weren't getting fresh food. In that year, I was also asked to take over the community garden in the town. So I met the current gardeners in the town. And one of the ladies, she happens to be a school teacher in the town, said it really bothered her at the end of a growing season that so much food was rotting in the garden. And I have to say these words never crossed my lips before. I said, if we're going to have an ample harvest, the least we can do is get to people who really need it. So I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. You, the gardeners, are going to put a program together to organize how we're going to collect this food and get it to food pantries. And me, I will go and find the food pantries in the area. So Gary put those connecting skills to work, but he quickly discovered that it wasn't quite as simple as it sounded like it should be. I knew there were places in my town because I just donated stuff. Right. But this is now March of 09. I had an epiphany. I'm one of the early geeks in computers and the internet. And if I'm having problems finding a food pantry, so must every other gardener. On a lark, I was curious, is ampleharvest.org an available domain? And by the way, at this point, I had no plan, no vision, no goal, just a germ of an idea. Over a period of four hours, I sat down in a PowerPoint and I built what I thought a solution would be to this problem of gardeners trying to donate food and not knowing that they could and where they could. I have evangelical friends who think I'm doing the Lord's work. That's fine. This is just my mind working at connecting disconnected dots. 
So in a nutshell, what are those steps that you came up with? How does ampleharvest.org work? Let me take a step back and tell you what the problem was, and then I can tell you what the steps will make more sense. Okay. We have all, whether it's been at our church, our office, or the firehouse, whatever, we've all heard the same thing at food drives. Jars, cans, boxes, no fresh food. All Americans have been inculcated with the idea that we can't donate fresh food, so we never bothered to donate fresh food. But the other side of the equation was that food pantries across America, and there are about 33,500 of them. There are a lot. We have 42 million people in this country who are food insecure, and these food pantries help to nourish them. The food pantries are typically located in the basement of a house of worship. You don't usually see a sign saying food pantry here. So I, as a person not needing a food pantry, not going to one, would never know that there is a food pantry in my community, down the street or whatever. So as a gardener, I was both told I can't donate the food, and even if I wanted to, I didn't know where I could donate food. Those were the two problems that had to be solved and that I set out to solve. So two problems there. What were the solutions? What we used the website for was to build a search engine of food pantries across America that wanted to receive the food. Each food pantry had to sign themselves up. They had to want the food and be wanting to accept the food. And more importantly, and this was super critical, the food pantries for the first time would be telling the gardener the day or days of the week and the time or time of day to come. This was super important for two distinct reasons. One, if I'm a gardener and I bring in the food whenever I want, but the hungry families aren't coming for several days, the pantry has to restore and refrigerate this, and refrigeration and storage costs a lot of money. But if the pantry could tell me, the gardener, when to come, and if they guide me to come a few hours before the hungry families come, I, as a gardener, now know when I want to harvest the food that morning, I take it to the food pantry, which is maybe a 20-minute drive. It's put out on a table, and it goes home to a hungry family that night. The food has gone from my garden to a hungry family on a same-day basis, so no refrigeration and no storage whatsoever is needed. And isn't there an anonymity factor in this, too? Absolutely. I was going to say the the family's getting food fresher than you and I can buy in the supermarket. But the other issue is that across America, people fall on hard times. They lose a job. There's a family economic crisis, whatever. And the person with this problem may well be your friend or your neighbor. So you've gone to your garden, you're donating food, you've got a whole box of carrots or lettuce or cucumbers, whatever. You're taken to the food pantry and your next door neighbor is there getting food. At that moment, you're embarrassed, but worse, they're humiliated. Mm, They didn't want to be known that they were having some difficulties. So the idea of separating the gardener, the donor from the recipient by a few hours provides anonymity. It means that I know my food's going to somebody in the community, but I don't know whom. And they know the food came from somebody in the community, but they don't know whom. There's no reason why somebody who is in temporary need of help should suffer the further indignity of being humiliated when in this particular model, they are protected from anybody else knowing that they were getting the food. Fresh food instead of things in boxes. This is fresh food and particularly for families that have children. Kids who've grown up thinking that apples come pre-sliced in cellophane or peas come in hands in a pod. The notion you can take food out of the ground or off a tree or off of a plant and eat it at its freshest, at its crunchiest, hopefully changes a young child's perception about vegetables and for the rest of their life as they're growing up. 
Vegetables are not something they try to desperately avoid. Maybe it's something they really like, which improves the health and, frankly, by extension, the wealth of the nation. Well, my guest today is Gary Oppenheimer, founder and executive director of AmpleHarvest.org, an organization that helps connect backyard and community gardeners to their local designated food pantries across the country. You had a quote I liked, too, about how the opposite of hungry... The opposite of hunger is not... Full, it's nourished. One of the key things you can you go into food pantries today, and uh, and I'm this is no diss against the food banks and food pantries in America. They, they are doing amazing, amazing work. But the architecture of the system, as it's traditionally been done, didn't handle fresh food. So you went in, and pretty much all you got was processed food. And unfortunately, in many cases, the food that you will find at food pantries is stuff that's below the nutritional quality that you would want to buy for your own family. The opportunity to offer a family healthier options, which I suspect most families genuinely want, is a game changer for the nation. And frankly, for you as a gardener, this gives you a chance to reach into your backyard in addition to your back pocket to help your neighbors in need. So if someone is listening right now and they want to get connected in some way, um, how would they go about this? Does the website, is it clear and explains exactly how to connect a food pantry to this? Yes. There are two people coming to Ample Harvest Elroy's website. One is somebody in at a food pantry. Maybe they're at a house of worship that hosts the food pantry. They would go to click on the button that says add a pantry. And from there, they put in all of the information about the food pantry. We, our staff, will vet and verify to make sure that that pantry is meeting our standard. And the standard's really simple. You must be or be affiliated with a nonprofit, and you must give the food away for free. As long as you meet those two criteria. So it could be a food pantry, a battered woman's shelter, summer feeding program. As long as you meet those two criteria, you're welcome to sign up. Or you're a gardener. You're a gardener with too much food in your garden. You've come to Ample Harvest Oil. You click on Find a Pantry. You put in your zip code, and up will come a list of the food pantries in your neighborhood that signed up on ampleharvest.org. You click on the one that's maybe most convenient to you or maybe it's on your way to work, whatever it happens to be. And for the rest of your gardening life, you'll be able to donate the food um, to that food pantry. The idea behind ampleharvest.org was if you inform a gardener that they can donate food and where they can donate food, they will then do that for the rest of their gardening life. Incidentally, the number of gardeners in America And again, I'm talking about backyard and community gardeners, not farmers. The number of gardeners and the number of people who are food insecure in America are the same, 42 million. So the number of gardeners in America, it's 35% of all households, are collectively growing enough excess food to feed 28 million people a year. Their neighbors can be nourished just from their excess food. And what that doesn't include, we had done a two-year study about this, but it doesn't include is that we learned that two-thirds of the gardeners, once they know they can donate food, will deliberately grow more just for donation. So what that um, food for 28 million people is just excess food. 60% of those gardeners will deliberately add more plants in the garden just for donation. That's outright charity. A lot of the people who are listening right now are connected to churches. So tell us a little bit about what's coming up in September. Absolutely. Uh, We have a program that's called Food Waste Weekend. Um, I had realized in 2016 that an important part of hunger and the food waste discussion in America was missing from the table. For all the conferences and events, this one critical group had never been invited. That was the faith community. Why is that important? 
70% of the food pantries are in house of worship. So Ample Harvest Network put a program together for the clergy, the priests and ministers of America, to educate them about food waste, to then give them a sermon already written from the Christian perspective about the waste of food, to give them calls to action that they could give to their congregation, and to even give them a game show for the Sunday school. And then they can take the sermon that's at the at that foodwasteweekend.org, take the sermon and rewrite it in their own words. It's in an editable word word uh, format. They can download it, make it make it their own. Then they give the sermon on on that Sunday. For the longest time, the clergy, going all the way back, have been talking about we need to feed the hungry. And this is a little bit of an effort to say, how about saying we need to end hunger this way. When a priest or minister is talking in their church about what they want to talk about, they're invited to talk about what the scriptures say about the waste of food. They've actually been talking about things within the Old Testament and the New Testament about food waste, but they never labeled it as such. They sort of glossed past it. Whether you're talking about fish and loaves or the story of Exodus, there are food waste components in there, but it never spelled out. It's important for the ministers and the priests to both say, this is what our teachings, what our theology, what our beliefs say about the waste of food, and here's what you in your home or in your place of business can do about it. So what we have in there is there are uh, nine calls to action. I would hope the minister or priest would pick two or three that they believe is applicable to their church. Uh, One may, of course, be donating garden produce to a food pantry. Another may be to learn about date labeling, learning about expiration dates on food. Another one may just be about portion sizes. It's put together in digestible form, forgive the pun, so that people in the uh, church hearing about this can sort of take it in and say, okay, I can do this in my kitchen or I can do this in my uh, business. We're actually this year inviting the churches to actually look in-house themselves, meaning where are you wasting food during a wedding or during a confirmation or any other event that you may have? Where could you reduce the waste of food in the church functions that that you're actually doing? So there's a website anybody can go to, and I hope your listeners will, called foodwasteweekend.org slash launch, like launching a rocket. And there is material that they can then download and share with their priests and ministers to encourage them to think about doing the sermon. And frankly, the material is there also for the other religions if somebody has a you know, friends who are Jewish or of other faiths, they can share that material with them so that the people in those communities can also discuss the waste of food. Hopefully in churches all across America and many parts of the world, people will be hearing from their pastors and their ministers about what's wrong with food waste, how much food gets wasted, and how we can end it. And I want to give you one final number, by the way, on food waste, just a visual. In America, every single day, enough food is wasted to fill the Rose Bowl every single day. So if you ever watch the Super Bowl, you now know how much food is wasted. Fill that whole thing up with food, throw it out, and start again the next morning. This happens every single day in America. 40% of the food and half of the produce in America is never consumed. The numbers are huge, but it also means the opportunity is huge. So wrapping things up here, what do you see for the future of ampleharvest.org? We are looking to add more pins, more dots on the map, more food pantries that people can donate to. Today, a quarter of all the food pantries in our network and about 20% or around 8 million gardeners know that they can donate food. We have a moonshot plan, which we're looking to find funding for, 
that will let us in four years get to half of the food pantries in America and 40% of the gardeners in America. The gardeners across America hate wasting the food. I was one of them. There are 42 million other people like me. We're giving them that chance to unlock both their passion and their produce. This is a win-win in every community in the country. The expectation is that increasingly people are going to see that in some cases, and it's not a political statement, but that in some cases, some of the solutions to the problem in your community doesn't have to come out of Washington or your state capital. In some cases, it can come out of your backyard. There will there'll be some people who will say, I don't have enough excess food to donate. You know, I've got only five tomatoes I can't use. And I don't want people, anybody thinking that my five tomatoes or my two cucumbers is too small to donate, so I'm going to let it go to waste. Your food gets pooled with all the other people who had five tomatoes or two cucumbers. Right. So it's not that you shouldn't fail to donate because you think it's too small. This is what the nutrition in your garden provides, one tomato, one cucumber at a time places it in the uh, uh, in the pantry so that the community can benefit from it. I grew up in Iowa, come home and we would find food on our porch. It was a natural thing where I grew up. Um, everybody shared, you know, they brought their food to church in big bags and put them out on tables. Or worse, they forced them on you. Um, I, had, <laughs> I, I had learned a long time ago that there are only so many cucumbers you can give to friends and they'll have them call you a friend. <laughs> but, I mean, there are many people who say, here, take this, and they don't want it. I told a story in the past in the South where people would lock their cars when they were at work, not out of fear the car was going to be stolen, but they did want to come back to a car full of zucchini or or squash. (laughs) It's an interesting thing about food. Gardeners, people who grow the food, know more than anything else the value of that food. They put their love and their, their energy and their time into growing that food for their own family. This is something that you nurture from a seed to fruition you know how good, how nutritious, and how wholesome it can be. And it pains you to see that going to waste. And this is the opportunity to take that frustration and that, if you will, pain. And instead of being anguished over, oh, my God, what I'm going to do with this food, to instead know that you are doing good with that food and you're doing good for somebody in your community um, that has a long-term impact. And it shouldn't be understated that, especially um, with with childhood obesity and type 2 diabetes. I was given numbers a while back that today, one out of three children growing up will be diabetic, and we're soon moving to one out of every two. Much of it is the fault of inadequate nutrition. People in the community can get healthier foods into the community and into a dinner table at a family. Better is the likelihood that these kids grow up healthier, live longer, have fewer diseases, and in themselves are more productive in the society. And it starts with um, a backyard and some love. Okay, so give me those websites one more time. Ample Harvest, and it's A-M-P-L-E, not Apple Harvest. Some people make that confusion. Ampleharvest.org. If either you are uh, involved with the food pantry and would like to add it to Ampleharvest.org, or you are a gardener looking for a place to donate the food to foodwasteweekend.org slash launch if you want to share information with your pastor or any other clergy about that event or just Food Waste Weekend slash Christian if you are a pastor or minister and want to participate, everything that you, that you the faith leader, will need 
is on that one page at foodwasteweekend.org slash Christian. Yeah, there's a lot on here. I was looking at it. There's a lot there. So. Everything from giving you a shallower deep dive through the sermons all the way to the end. The material is going to be up. So if somebody says, listen, on that particular Sunday, I'm scheduled to talk about this or we have something else planned, they can choose to do that food waste sermon at an earlier or at a later date. There's nothing wrong with that. We're, we're not, the material is not going away. We would hope that the clergy simply sign up and say, just, you know, we were here, this is church, this is where we're located, we're going to do it on this date or another date. But the material and the resources are there for free as part of an effort to help people in America learn that we can end hunger by using the food we already have. And I don't think you would ever again speak from the pulpit about food without including the fact that we shouldn't be wasting what we have. Thanks again so much to my guest, Gary Oppenheimer, founder and executive director of ampleharvest.org. For Closer Look, I'm Susan Miller. This has been K-Love Closer Look. Find us online at klove.com.